0: Season 3 of the Missing Witches Podcast is sponsored by Foxglove Farm. Go to foxglovefarm.com and use offer code MISSINGWITCHES.
1: Look at medicine while well I'm in medicine. The hardest i ever been peppermint and excrement and granny panties and leopard print. I'm telling them to hand me the hanky that he has bed on with you should know I use voodoo doors as Yu Gi Oh's. I push and fucking cook and mistust the balls, cooking noise. This concoction I'm brewing sure is useful long as long as I refrain from staining it up with be beauty products. No, all my sisters come in, all my witches jump in. No need to think about men, only demons and friends. Dance the spirits and Check the lyrics and got Grab the stick, then stand. Catch a glimpse of the wind.
0: Join the circle with me, join the circle with me. Spoil yourselves and you're free. Call your Come join the circle with us. I'm so excited to be chatting with Ashanti, better known as hip-hop witch extraordinaire Backwash. I'm so excited to be joining the circle with you. How are you, Ashanti? I, okay, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for making the time. I know you are crazy busy gigging like the next great superstar of the hip-hop universe. <laughs> <laughs> try, try my best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this this will air on uh, October 30th, but you just finished Pop Montreal and you've got like Halifax coming up. Yes, yes, with the Halifax Pop Explosion on the 24th. And then what's happening after that for people who are just listening to this on the 30th? After that, um,
2: on the 8th, I'll be opening for uh, Pelada at the album launch with Drag Queen, which I'm really excited for. And that's in Montreal? Yeah, that's in Montreal. Then I think the same month, uh, I'll be also opening for Doom Squad in Ottawa. So that would be cool.
0: Nice. Very cool, lots of stu- exciting stuff coming up. So, yeah, um, most of what I know about you uh, is through your lyrics. So, my first yeah. question is like, what, how much separation is there between Ashanti and Backwash?
2: Um, I would say, um, <laughs> it's funny because, uh, it, it feels as if, uh, Backwash is like a medium for me to be, to be able to express myself and. Kind of like say things which are in my mind, and I think, uh I guess, backwatch the character gives me confidence in 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 order to say this. I think, uh, politically, pretty much the same. What we believe in is pretty much the same, but I guess it's just uh in the way that we do it. Because in real life, I guess I'm more soft-spoken, but the moment that I start writing raps, I get more. Uh, aggressive and intense
1: So
0: Yeah, I, I've seen this in your live show Where during the, the songs It's backwash And then between the songs This like humble, kind of blown away <laughs> Ashanti Comes through So we see that a lot in, in your performance Even when you're on stage I think Ashanti and backwash were both there, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah. I, I I've noticed that as well I don't know. It just feels as if I don't know. It just feels as if uh, when I'm able to get into character, I'm just able to uh,
0: have a different way of saying things. And I think that's probably something that would be useful for people who even aren't performers like you, I don't know if you wrote this, but um, Black Sailor Moon is labeled as a uh, a quote, a rage filled approach to religion, gender, sexuality, and witchcraft. Um, And the word that comes up for me when I'm listening to your music, it's like, it's like the first time I heard like Chuck D or Bikini Kill, where it's just this, like, you want to take a baseball bat and smash injustice you don't want to be like destructive and smash everything but it's kind of that feeling of just like and and the word that keeps coming back for me is unapologetic yeah how do you access that for our listeners who want to access that unapologetic part of themselves how do you do that um i just like i just like channel um i just channel
2: everything that i kind of like you know don't like that that is bothering me and um just say it as just say it as honest as you can essentially so i guess uh honesty is a big thing cuz uh i remember watching a random but i remember watching a stone cold steve interview <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. re- the wrestler yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, and, and they will the ask in Stone Cold um, what what when when you act, when you like have somebody on the ground and you're like kind of like saying something like insulting them in their face like what do you say? And he says, well, um, anything that I say there would be something that I would say when I'm not wrestling you. Like I am really honest in what I say, and I kind of like pick that mantra up of saying. Um, whatever, even though the delivery is different, whatever I want to say when I'm rapping versus out would probably be the same. So it's like being in the backwash character just gives like a good, uh, medium, like a, like a harder medium and delivery of, 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 of what I'm honestly thinking, essentially. So I guess honesty is a big one. Honesty is a big one.
0: Honesty is a huge one, and and not just being honest with your message, but being honest with yourself about how you're, how you're feeling in that moment and how you're reacting to things, right? Yes. So, do you think that that requires bravery? I think so. I I don't know if I'll call it. I don't know. I don't know if I'll
2: call it bravery for myself or anything. Um, I think. I'll,
0: maybe the word belief. I think it, it requires belief in oneself. Mm-hmm. And how do you conjure that belief in yourself? Um,
2: for me, I just, you know, I just keep on, I just keep on doing it.
0: <laughs> I love that, <laughs> just yeah. doing it, and the belief will come.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: because,
2: <laughs> yeah, because it's like, uh, I, I see an improvement from when I started to now, and I think the more that I'm believing in myself, the more that, I, I can, I can, I can kind of like. Feeling myself improving.
0: So normally I ask our witches how they became witches, but I want to ask you how you became an MC. Because oh, okay. that, that is largely the witchcraft, is, is being an MC, this, this poetry.
2: Yeah, um, I started rapping. Um, the first time I came, I came towards rapping. Uh, my sister showed me more money, more problems with PDD, mace and B.I.G. yeah and I I used to listen to music back then and I was into like you know singing songs and like R&B and like pop then I saw this happen and I thought that was so cool and I was asking like my sister like you know what are they doing are they just like talking like is this singing and and she was like no it's like rapping and you know kind of gave me gave me the basics that you know you got to rhyme you gotta you know say stuff cool so I like I was like all right so I I became like a fan fan of it. I used to like uh, freestyling a lot. That was kind of like my thing when I was growing up. And um, when I was like 12 or 13 years old, I got my first copy of like a pirated copy of like FL Studio, I think it was three. FL Studio three and began like making beats and making songs. And that just like continued, continued, continued. Um, And until I moved here, then I stopped for a bit They moved to Montreal. When I moved to Montreal, that's when I started getting back into it. And the idea was uh, if I can feel as confident as I would feel when I was 17 years old, then I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because when you stop for a while, you have to get back to the point that you were at before you stop it's like um it's like riding a bike i guess everybody says oh yeah you never forget how to ride a bike but you have to remember how to be as good as you were when you stopped
0: <laughs> right yeah
2: yeah <laughs> so I, I i think during like black swan moon that's when i like kind of like reached that point of thinking like oh you know i feel as if like you know i'm back to where i was uh, at my 17 year old when, when i when i when i initially stopped this now i got a uh, I gotta like ascend that. So um, one of the things that were very important was uh, finding a studio that you actually feel comfortable in. And that was, I guess that was the one missing thing because when I started recording Deviancy, I was like, "I I gotta make sure I've got the sound that I desire. And I'm gonna make sure I have, you know, the lyrics that I desire. And I was like, well, you know, I think I've kind of got the sound, I've kind of got the lyrics. And I think what's next now was just recording them uh, the way and executing the way that I want to. And I think the studio played like a big part in that.
0: Do you want to shout out that studio that you recorded, uh, Vivian?
2: Absolutely, shout out to Will Owen Bennett like incredible engineer and that studio is incredible and makes everybody feel safe and comfortable
0: so you mentioned black sailor moon and deviancy and just for yes. our listeners who might not be familiar with you black sailor moon was your second ep yes, yes. and yes. deviancy is your record that just came out uh this summer this spring yes, yes. It's, and they're both fantastic. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a fan first and a friend second. Oh, <laughs> but again, I am. And so and so, I wanted to ask, like, this um, titling your your second EP, Black Sailor Moon, is that part of this seventeen-year-old self, this conjuring this super teen? You uh, what? No. Uh,
2: maybe like, mmm. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think the name just came to me because I just really uh, like uh, Sailor Moon in, t- in terms of uh, from a, from just like a whole ideological and aesthetic perspective. And uh, I was like, well, they never had like a. You don't really see like a lot of like black girls in Sailor Moon, so I thought maybe I'd be like you know black silver moon and you know that would kind of like convey parts of like my personality and uh yeah so
0: that, that that's how i went about like um taking that name so this is the missing like witches podcast of course so yeah. let's get into it if you don't mind let's no let's talk about voodoo um, you have a song even called Voodoo, so yeah. I'm not reaching here. <laughs> but, um, what, what's your personal relationship like with what, what is? Can you describe any part of your practice or oh, your philosophy? Yeah, uh, so my, um, I
2: guess I, you know, I kind of look back and I I, I, I was like, you know, I was I was thinking to myself, and I think I with naming the song Voodoo. I just kind of uh, generalized it because uh, voodoo is something that is kind of specific to, like, a certain um, region and area of, like, black women practicing uh, magic, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and uh, I, I kind of look at that with, like, regret sometimes, So I think I should have picked, like, another name because uh, I wouldn't call myself a practitioner of voodoo. I think... Uh, Calling like every like black women's magic voodoo is just like some worse than like white shit. <laughs>
0: right, right. It, it, it can it can be very reductive for sure, but yeah. I don't think I don't think that's what you're doing. I think it, it, I, it's empowering. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: and um, for, for my for my practice, uh, my practice comes with connecting back to um, uh, I'm, I, oh, First of all, I'm a citizen. Well. I come from Zambia and I'm half I'm from a half Chewa, half Tumbuka tribe. My mom is Chewa, my dad is Tumbuka. And um the relation that I have with the term witchcraft was um when the missionaries first came in, uh saw so, you know Zambians and Africans practicing their own spirituality and they were like they kind of like put a negative connotation on the word. And uh, they were like, oh, you know, you should, you know, choose the Bible instead of, uh, you know, practicing all the spirituality that you're doing. And it, that the, the term that they used, I guess, was, uh, was witchcraft and, you know, magic. And it, 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 when they saw us kind of like, give respect uh, to the spiritual ancestors, you know, they would call that, oh, no, this is witchcraft, this is magic. You have to like, you know, learn the Bible instead. And uh, my practice kind of stems from uh, African spirituality, in in the sense. Uh, uh, a, a good thing that I like to do is dance as well sometimes, uh, because for my tribe, the Tumbuka tribe, uh, we have this uh, traditional ceremony called Wimbuza, and in Wimbuza is supposed to be this healing dance. You know, you dance to heal yourself, and. Uh, I guess my practice is a mixture of all of these like indigenous Zambian uh, practices that uh, kind of looked down upon uh, when the missionaries came. came.
0: Did you uh, spend a lot of your life in Zambia or was it like an early childhood? Oh yeah. I spent, um, I came here when I was 17, 18. Ah, that's confident 17 year old. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, so it's like I've had exposure to like
2: you know the practices and you know uh, being around the environment where you know it's 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 you have it's you have this kind of like clashing sides of oh this is what we used to do like before colonialism came to, and it's like well, but you also have these colonial structures that are like clashing together in my place, so it's um i I try to re- reject. Post colonial practices and only uh, look at pre colonial practices, so the spirituality and giving up to our ancestors and uh, rituals that we used to have uh, to, you know, as a way of spirituality.
0: And this comes up in your lyrics a lot too. this sort of negation, negotiation of Christianity, like not Christian lyrics, obviously, but you, you talk about the Bible, you talk about your pastor. Um, And for example, maybe I'll put in a clip right now of um, Heteronomy, which is a play on Deuteronomy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Let's hear that. Deuteronomy 22, chapter 5, says a man shall not wear woman's clothes. I'm reading this with a dress on. I'm kind of like Jesus, I'm Teflon. I'm a blonde in a major, the God transgender. And if any man of the Lord tries to use violence to challenge me, I swear to the gay gods that watch over me that I will eat your face. I am not terrified by your diatribes and exorcisms, because any attempts will allow me to stare at your God in his face and tell
0: him that he's not welcome here. So can you talk about writing that passage? Oh yeah. Um well
2: com- coming up, you would hear um you would you would hear people justify all of this um you know hate towards, uh, you know, witchcraft, religion, sexuality, gender identity based on an interpretation of the Bible. And uh, I kind of saw that as a protest, uh, getting that, you know, Bible verse, which people used to justify all this hatred and kind of like flipping it on its, flipping it on its like head to, uh, to kind of like uh, reject all that energy that is coming from from people that do that. Uh, So um, I wrote that, I actually wrote that when I was writing uh, the last track of Black Sailor Moon. uh, And um, I couldn't come up with the chorus, then I just decided to write that. And uh, when it was about to be done, um, we cut that out and said, hey, maybe this should just be the intro. And uh, that that became like the intro. But it was essentially just like, you know, using that verse as, you know, kind of like, Blowing back at the at, at people that use that verse to justify hatred of uh, people that share our groups
0: yeah and and the song that that um, clip comes from you also use a a patty Smith sample jesus died for somebody's sins, but not mine yeah is <laughs> so a good a good underscore of of what you're talking about there,
2: yeah, yeah, I think most of my experience is just most of my experiences is just a rejection of uh, colonialism I think that's i think that's f- from from blacks in the moon going forward I think that's just like my my whole uh discography because uh, it it ties into so many things um uh, the 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 rejection of before the colonialists came through, you know we had tribes that you know would recognize non binary gender identities as well as uh, you know, different sexualities and you have the queer people in the tribes, you know, all this happened all before colonialism. And um, some of these concepts that came are just me using those concepts and turning them on their head and rejecting all of that negative energy that is coming from um, what what the missionaries came with, essentially. So it's like on Deviancy, I've got a song called uh, Burying at the Stake, And the reason why I wrote that was... Um, what they would what what they would do to witches now in terms of punishment is the same thing they would do to uh, queer people in terms of punishment, which is you know put a tire around your neck and you know try and burn your life. and that's a as a that's, yeah. that's a that's essentially a result of all the colonialism that, that came to, because it goes back to the point of. Um, any anybody who practices uh, traditional forms of spirituality is, you know, met with aggression. Aggression.
0: Yes, and I and I think there's definitely like a long probably eternal relationship between witchness and queerness and I think it, it comes down to the title of your album which is deviancy yeah. we, we are sort of by necessity uh, rule breakers or uh, going against the status quo or more importantly uh, questioning the status quo questioning these rules, these bibles that are put yeah. in front of us right? Yeah because yeah, a, a, a deviant would
2: be something that that would call me essentially
0: and um it's it's just embracing that that word essentially (laughs) yeah I mean you do a lot of embracing that I'm I'm very excited about you know like (laughs) what what happens a lot on this podcast is sort of trying to present the, the the kinder and gentler face of witchcraft but you come in like don't come to the woods. I love that you and you and I spoke a little bit before and I was like, you know, I'm more like, please come to the woods. And you come in or like, I met the devil in a mosh pit. It's, 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 it's aggressive, but in this like beautiful, I don't know how else can you talk about this, like, reclamation of aggression? Um, yeah, can you talk about that? Reclamation of everything that you're reclaiming in this amazing, beautifully aggressive confrontational. You go, it was just like, um, growing up and being
2: taught to reject all of these things, and then, um, having it change as soon as you like get a better understanding of it, and saying, Oh, all this stuff that people thought was bad and people thought that I shouldn't do, um, you know, um i embracing that because that actually makes me my purest self. So um it's kind of played into that, that scary uh, bit as well. And uh that aggressive bit of it, I'll say, you know, you could either, you could either, you know, tell your oppressor, to, 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 when your oppressor slaps you on your left cheek, you can actually, you know, maybe give him the right cheek and say, Hey, slap that one too. Or you can act, Punch them in the face and them to never come back. <laughs>
0: right, and but, I mean this this sort of submissive Christianity line that we've been fed, right? This yeah. cheek thing, but yeah,
2: yeah, and and it's like uh, it's also like a survival thing, essentially, because it's, it's me saying, "Oh, please don't come near me," uh, because you know I want to survive. I've, I'm I don't I don't know. Who you are, and I don't know what you're capable. of, Essentially,
0: like so, don't don't come to the woods because these are my woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And and don't come to the woods was was kind of supposed to be satirical. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, cause it's like, oh, here I am growing up around like you know African spirituality, and I just write a song based on like you know Western tropes of like witchcraft and try to make it like. As extreme
0: as possible, you know? <laughs> so. But that's the you're like on un, you're unpacking it for us, right? You're doing the labor of unpacking these tropes for us, and we really appreciate it. Oh, no, 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 no. Are you comfortable getting into your your African spirituality? Like any of the any of your um praxis or practice that comes along with that? You mentioned dance. What what else is involved?
2: Um mostly just um you know, uh, dancing, it's mostly just a combination of dancing, singing songs, and uh, there's some things that I can't do. Like, um y- used to be able to go to the fields and, you know, get some um, food and leave it out for, like, leave it out by the river for, like, you know,
0: the, yeah. Or for the ancestors, yeah. Ab- absolutely.
2: And, you know, th- 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 there's a certain things that I can't do. Um, it's, uh, but, uh, you know, you still like, uh, there's, there's still certain things that you can, you can still doing in your place. Like, um, you know, talk to them. <laughs> it's as simple as talking to them once in a while, you know, and trying to interpret dreams. Um, I remember this one time where I just got word from my cousin that if you eat in your dream, then it's a sign of a bad omen. Mm. Yeah, and that bothered me for like a week.
1: Because I,
2: because I ate in my dream, and and that and that kind of bothered me for a week. And you know, I went, to, I went, uh, uh, I went to talk to you know elders, and it can be like, oh, it can be like, it can be like a huge inconvenience, or it could be like a terrible, terrible inconvenience. I never found out what the inconvenience is, but it's just like. Just, just to give an example of what goes around around that practice. Just like interpreting all these messages, you know, talking to all the ancestors, uh, giving you know tribute when you can, dancing, singing, you know, singing can also be a form of tribute as well.
0: Oh, absolutely. One of my favorites. Yeah. One of my favorites for sure.
2: I actually think even performing um and me performing as well is also like a form of tribute as well because um I'm kind of you know i'm kind of immortalizing immortalizing them and making sure that their
0: stories don't yeah and um, again especially because you're doing it in this in this reverent manner the the content of your lyrics and the the way you perform them and the humility you know the balance of this uh Amazing, aggressive pride, and your beautiful, beautiful vulnerability mm-hmm. that comes through.
2: There, there was this, uh, there was this one, there was this one girl who I knew at university. No, not university. At uh, in high school, and the rumor around her was that uh, each time she would sing, she would sing so well, it's almost like she would go into a trance, and it's almost like a spirit just would take over. You know, and um, sometimes, um, sometimes I I hope I do get to that point of where when I'm performing as backwash, it just feels like something just takes over and goes.
0: Let's talk about the alchemy of hip hop. Yeah. How how do you choose your samples? I know you have other producers, but you also produce some of your yes. tracks. So how do you choose your samples? How do they do they call to you? Do your ancestors guide you to old record crates in the back of flea markets? How how do you how do you choose your samples? Okay, so uh, a lot of my sampling comes from. um,
2: Okay, there are two parts of it. I usually like to sample. Wait, three parts to it. The 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 first thing that I like to sample is uh, old. Not really. They don't even have to be old, but like um, spiritual chants. I for a lot of spiritual chants in the music. Um, the "Don't Come to the Woods." Uh, the choir, um, the choir that is in that instrumental, came from a sangoma chant. Actually, there's a song that was idolizing sangomas, and that's where that's where it came from.
0: So, but let me. Sorry, I'm just going to interrupt you really quickly. For our listeners who don't know, a sangoma is sort of like like a healer. A yeah. Sangoma, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, I guess
2: this the sangoma that I sampled from was uh, southern African, mm-hmm. so, South African. So it's 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 from a from, from sangoma in South Africa, mm-hmm. and um, that it, that's where I like to you know pick the sounds from because it's what I'm immortalizing and it's what you know I want to keep the story going with them. And um, if it's not only limited to that, in terms of what else I sample, I also sample. Uh, Will just made it, um, just made it clear to me that I sample a lot of old rock songs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I it turns out that I sample a little Patti Smith as well. <laughs> I, I'm, try, I'm trying to make sense of it, but yeah, I, it turns out I do sample a lot of old rock songs and. I'm getting to sampling horror movies as well, but horror movies are a bit much more difficult because with horror movies, you can tell from hearing the song that it's gonna be a creepy song, and I don't really like that. I like it when you can't really tell that something is creepy then it turns out to be creepy, but with like, uh, horror movies, it's like, oh yeah, this is the score to the ring, so I know it's gonna be <laughs> unsettling, but uh, I, you do find some good stuff in there, so um, I guess, yeah, those are my three main sources. Just um, a lot of old, um, uh, a lot of old African—well, not old—a lot of African chants, um, uh, rock, a, a lot of old rock songs, and
0: uh,
2: horror movie scores
0: as well. And so, when you hear a snippet, do you already hear what it's going to be, or do you sort of sit and play and move things around until it becomes something? Well,
2: um, the the complicated part comes with um producing and writing a song after you produce it um because sometimes i'll like a beat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like i was like oh i like this beat and it's like oh i've got a process in which if i can't come up with a hook um if i can't come up with a hook in like the next five minutes that i'm not gonna use it essentially right yeah so i think I, I i learned that from i, I learned that from like Fifty Cent in which um fifty Cent talked about the hook of being the most important part of the song. And I you know, I really like to make uh my songs very, you know, chorus centric. Uh,
0: well certainly you see that I mean your live audience is always everyone knows your choruses and everyone <laughs> is always singing along with your choruses. It's quite uh Come join the circle with me. It's <laughs> very <not. laughs> that.
2: It goes back to I look at it like it goes back to two places. It go back to, uh, Vogue, and you know when you when you're watching Vogue, it's it's very repetitious in, in terms of um what the performer is gonna say on the microphone. You know there are a lot of chants they would call them, and if you go back to African culture and traditional culture, the chants that usually here have got a very repetitious thing to them. And I try to make my hooks and carcasses the same way, essentially. And uh so I guess the two parts are here is all right, I like the sample and you know the, you can you can you can usually hear what you're gonna make after like the sample comes in. So it's like all right, I like the sample and you know, you you you, you plot a few drums and it's like, all right, you know, I like I'm feeling the groove and let me see if I can come up with a hook and um and uh and um that that's usually like how the song usually comes, but Deviancy was different because I don't know where the like choruses dropped from because I had the choruses right before I even did the songs.
0: Mm. Yeah. You wrote, like, you wrote your choruses first and then built the rest of the song around them. Yeah, yeah. Like,
2: Don't Come to the Woods, the only thing that I had in my mind was Don't Come to the Woods. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which yeah. sounds simple, but really it's, it's genius. <laughs> <curious. laughs> yeah. That's the only thing that I had, then I found this uh,
2: sanguva sample and I was like, oh, this is good. And the drums came in and I was like, oh, let me try. Then Don't Come to the Woods fit in uh same thing as um same thing as uh bring me at the stake you know the the chorus was already there and you like my body the way it is. the chorus was is already there so for a few of the songs i already had like the chorus in there but i think what made it easier was trying to convey the repetitious nature with the chants and uh just trying to fit those in and i i like the way it came out
0: Oh, it's it's a fantastic record. Everyone go buy Deviancy immediately. (laughs) So another song from uh, Deviancy with some of my favorite lyrics of all time. And uh, I'm going to do a dramatic reading right now. These are lyrics from Bad Juju. Fuck everybody. Uh, uh, Fuck everybody. Fuck patriarchy. Fuck evil standards of beauty we're supposed to live in. Fuck society. Now, that's the most relatable lyric probably that I ever heard in my life. <laughs> Can you please, please unpack every single word of it for me? Well, it's, um, okay, so with, with Bad Juju, um, okay,
2: because Bad Juju is, like, more akin to my relationship with witchcraft you know don't come to the woods is a bit satirical uh bad juju is like more keen to you know it's because it's, it's very african in the lyrics as well so um the second verse is you know kind of like feeling like you go into a place and you, you you go into a place and you're actually like oh you actually let us in here and we're gonna fuck shit
0: up now.
1: <laughs> would yeah. you
0: Would you be willing to honor us by reciting that second verse for our listeners right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Then
2: should I Should I explain it by four bars? Four bars as well. Babe, it's your show. Okay. Okay. So um, uh, it's like, uh, boy, I will put the shit right on you Don't make me want to flick it on you. I'm saying I'm the most vicious in speech. I talk different. I cut window the beats and knock different. So uh, with with the beginning of that verse, I'm just like, you know, I'm 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 really that 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 witch bitch, you know. I'm re- I'm really that, and like don't don't tempt me because you know I know what I'm capable of, mm. and also kind of like talking about my prowess as like an MC. Just like how to add the two bars there, then um this is like uh the next part is you're done with the trans in this bitch with the fags and the hags and demand and the shit with the drags with the panic attacks and the zip, and we randy as fuck and the stand to click, so those that part is kind of like you, you know you where you as a performer, you go to places then it's like. Oh, you're like you already you already let the trans in here. Like you've been so trans exclusionary and so queer exclusionary, but you've actually let me in now. And now I have no choice but I gotta fuck shit up. Like I'm not I'm not gonna be like one of those people who like you just let in. I'm just gonna be like, all right, I'm just gonna conform to everything that you say because I, you know, I, I I I'm happy that I'm finally in. It's like no, I'm in, and now you've given me an opportunity to like fuck shit up. Like thank you so much. So uh, it was, those, those, like, you know, kind of, like, me bringing all the, like, you know, all of my friends in. So it's, like, fags and the hags and the man and the drags. Just, like, all all coming in. And we're just, like, gonna, like, fuck shit up. We're just gonna, like, tear shit off the walls. We're just gonna, like, twerk on, like, your cushions. Just, like, gonna do everything. And um, that's what I wanted to compare with those four bars. Then it's, like, in the wake of the spirit witches and liches, Homophobes keep on wishing it couldn't be any different. Sentences to the seminar pushing me for religion. Middle finger hospitable thinning for other bitches. So it's just me like rejecting all of these like, rejecting all of these like, you know, these this, this values that they try to push on me after I've come in and fuck shit up. And it's, you know, it's just kind of like talking at them and saying like, you know, this was, like, this should have been obvious, like, this is what I think, like, 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 in the wake of the spirit, witches and witches. like, this is me, I keep on wishing it couldn't be, it, it, sh- it, sh- it couldn't be any different, and it's just, like, so it says to the of pushing me for religion, which is, like, not gonna happen, and it's just, like, you know, me kind of, like, staring them in the face, and just being, like, oh, I'm sorry I fucked you it up, but now I gotta, like, stare at you in the face and say all of these words. (laughs) So so after that, the hook comes in, then, um, you know, it's just me saying, fuck everybody, you know, and just like, after you've come in and you fuck shit up, you, you gotta like, you know, they gotta like give a speech on why you're doing it. You know, you gotta like give a speech on why you're doing it. So you, if if you're given like that 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 few minutes on the microphone to say something to like people around the world, and those are just like lines I came up with, just like fuck everybody, just fuck racist, fuck those like, you know, st- even standards of beauty that we're forced to live in because I think like, you know, that's like direct and to
0: the point, and mm-hmm. <laughs> that's essentially it, yeah. <laughs> I was like shaking because I didn't. I wanted to clap and I was like, don't interrupt, don't interrupt. So my whole body was shaking the whole time. It's just so perfect. Which is, I mean, if you're looking for an anthem to our listeners out there, I'm going to uh, play some more of Backwash's music, but really just go out and get black sailor moon and get deviancy and listen to them on repeat. Like I do. Um, But before we leave deviancy behind uh, all this, um, aggressive and, you know, hot and, um, but then you also have a song like You Like My Body The Way It Is. So,
1: you're so true to my soul Have no use for my flaws I'm so truly a calm I wake up and every day I feel like bliss And I try to pin my feelings There's a message in my kiss Cause you like my body the way it is 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 my body
0: the way it is you like my body the way it is you like my body can we talk about that song for a minute it's so tender and it's like the antithesis but it's also it's the same because it's about being knowing your power knowing what you're capable of knowing your beauty right anyway tell me about tell me about you like my body the way it is
2: um, so, when I, when I was coming up with You Like My Body, The Way is, I already had, I already had the idea for the hook to my mind, and <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, what, who am I going to sample for this one, like, where am I going to get the sample for that? should I just plot, like, should I just play the piano by myself, or should I just, like, you know, sample it, then Patty Smith, again, and I was <laughs> like, oh, God, just like, again? Like, all right, so I, I, I found this, like, nice piano lining from Birdland, and, you know, chopped that up and put some drums and some chords all over it, and know I had to do was just write the words, and the words didn't take long to come out, because it's like, you know, when you, when you get into a moment where you have all the right things to say, and the words are dropping one by one, um, and, you know, I was just like, you know, after all this anger, What's more deviant to like these people than somebody who, who is just uh, in a position where they're able to feel a certain way as a trans person? Because that's like terrifying to these people. That uh, they don't like it when you know trans people feel like this. So like that's probably like the most deviant thing to these people. Just a trans person being comfortable and uh, having support from somebody with love. So um th- the words just came out and. Um, the word just came out, and you know, I had it written, and I was thinking, like, should I, should I put it like on the, on the, on the, on the project because the project has been like harsh and like mm-hmm. noisy and heavy. Mm-hmm. So um, I just like, I, I was like, yes, it's, I think it's a good idea because um, once you go through all of that, you know, intenseness you're not gonna go intense the whole way. You're probably gonna like slow it down just for like a few minutes and just like recollect yourself. So um I was like, I need some way to cut it, you know, it's kinda like cut the project like a knife so that one side can be the intense one and the other side can be like the softer one. So um I got my friend to play me a guitar line and I reversed it. And uh the interlude is called I will meet you by the river because um the river is like a it's like a it's like a it's like it's like one of the places where you talk to your ancestors back home. So it's like, oh yeah, I'll meet you by the river. So you know, kind of like after all of this chaos, you're talking to you talk to your ancestors, you know, to gain your clarity and that's when um let like my body the way it is come comes in because now you're calm and you know going through all that intense part and now it's just like the salt part and you know kind of feeling vulnerable and 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 uh sorry for yourself
0: and yeah that's how yeah that's how you feel uh, uh, that, but that that's the thing for me is that it's like it, it the whole record is is about being powerful and this is just Illustrating like the the power of vulnerability. So to me, it's like completely in line with the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Do you have anything that you want our listeners to know about you or about the universe? Any message for our coven? Uh. Um, I would say, uh,
2: stay vigilant and, uh, I hope everybody has a good, you know, rest of the year and, um, I'm working on an EP called Sigils and, uh, it's probably going to be, it's called, it's, I'm working on an EP and uh, my album is coming out next year as well. Uh so the EP is probably gonna be darker, but uh Ooh.
0: music is a, yeah, music is a good medium for that. So absolutely. I know that I am looking so very forward to seeing where this journey takes you and you. how you experiment further with these themes and just get deeper into them. I'm I'm really excited and I'm super excited to be on the sort of mid-ground floor of uh your uh success thank I, you I, I don't know how else to put it. it it's just it's i'm really proud of you you know Aww, your work is so. your work is fantastic and it it makes me want to break things and hug things and be better and do justice and be a witch it's grit all you witches out there who are listening if you are looking for some witch anthems please. And Now hit us with your socials, whatever, links 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 Uh, Backwash everywhere essentially
2: Uh, Backwash on Backwash on Instagram, Backwash on uh, Spotify on Twitter and that's B-A-C-K-X-W-A-S-H
0: Yeah so back Wash. That's how we spell backwash. Thank you so much, Ashanti. This has been an absolute dream and a pleasure. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for having me. Now what song would you like to leave our listeners with? Um probably Burn Me at the Stake. Burn Me at the Stake. (laughs) Thank you again.
1: Since I started rapping I put a target on my back I just thought I should be smarter than I am For every bullet that they shoot I'll take it harder as I can I just thought this shit was harder than I planned Fuck it If they want me, they can come get me Gotta take this unleaded mix With a shack that's bloodshedded And all my life I've been so black With a fist up trans And I'm thinking of hitting my man in the middle. Was born in the street Or the portholes and old roads Granny always thinks I'm a low soul She don't know Most of my life Shit has been so-so But picture me low. I trap my own soul In a snow club. The poor poor woman And they're asking like Who is he The violence That the settlers Has provided Through you and me Put a bleed, on the neck Lit Fumes Can breathe Unusual screams Beam from a place Of no in my story, I don't make it to home Just a remnant of the lessons In the state of adolescence Middle finger to the elders I don't pray anymore You can burn me to a crisp I won't rest till I'm gone I tell these niggas, man To burn me at the stake To burn me at the stake Don't care how long it takes I tell these bitches, man To burn me at the stake To burn me at the stake It's for the real, no fake I tell these burn me at the stake, to burn me at the stake, don't care how long it takes, I tell these bitches man, to burn me at the stake, to burn me at the stake, this for the real no fake, backwash, Dickinson man, to burn me at the motherfuckers. stick burn me out this that's it